friends, this is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for today's podcast. For more news, information about my soon-to-be-released book, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. We now have listeners from 26 countries that enjoy this podcast, and I'm so grateful. I don't charge for the podcast and appreciate those that give to make it possible for you to listen to. Special gifts this month came from Mary Cobflesh, Michelle Smith, Carrie Thompson, and our monthly donors are Mary Stein, Kyle Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of your podcast. And don't forget to hit the follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And always remember, don't just listen, partner with God and practice what we talk about. See you later. Well, greetings, friends. Um, Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on which side of the world that you're on. Uh, This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby, and I'm so grateful that you have joined me today uh, for my podcast. I really, really appreciate my listeners. I appreciate hearing from you. And um, please leave me comments, or you can always email me if you have questions. I'd like to start taking some questions and maybe develop some podcasts around those. So feel free to email me and uh, we'll see where that goes. I want to talk to you today about what is your life saying? What does your life preach? What do people observe? And what kind of legacy are you le- will you leave when you exit this earth? Um, the last three and a half years... I have had the privilege of overseeing care for my father-in-law, John Ramby. And um, when my father-in-law got sick, I was the um, fortunate and most likely one to step up and help him because he had Parkinson's disease. And my mom had had a form of Parkinson's and I had overseen her care for nine years. So I had the experience to really help Johnny and my mother-in-law. And it was just something that was very rewarding. You know, walking with people the last days of their journey here on earth can be challenging but it can be so rewarding and there can be many things we can learn from our elders and those that that are older than we are Um, i'm not a spring chicken by any stretch of the imagination Um, i'm 61 but johnny my father-in-law i observed some things from his life that i really did admire and they impressed me And these were some things, you know, I would go over. At first it started, I was taking meals and arranging caregivers and just overseeing the home because Johnny had Parkinson's and my mother-in-law had um, Alzheimer's. And so they needed needed some assistance with that. So I, I would go over there and take them soup and do those kinds of things. And then as, as, as life progressed, Um, we had to move them into assisted living. But I often took my father-in-law to his doctor's appointments and we would go over, my husband and I would go over and visit, visit both of them in the assisted living. 
You know, each one of us is advertising something every day. We are advertising something, whether we realize it or not. And the way that my father-in-law lived his life showed to me what was important to him. Now, I, um, I married his son um, eight years ago after losing my husband and my mom and dad and uh, was widowed for a while. So I didn't know Johnny for that long of his life, but the last, the last four years that I've ever seen his care, um, three and a half to four years, really showed me a lot of things. Johnny wasn't afraid to express his love for people. And I frequently, when I would show up at their house, would see him sitting on his couch, his blue couch, and he was always holding his wife's hand. And sometimes they'd be watching TV, sometimes they'd just be listening to music, but each time he was holding her hand, and I loved his tenderness towards his life, and that he wasn't afraid to show, you know, his, um, he wasn't afraid to show his, his love for people, um, not in any capacity. He showed his love for his kids. Stephen, my husband, and David, um, my brother-in-law, and Mary, who was also David's daughter, I mean, uh, Johnny's daughter. And his face would light up when he talked about any of them. If I mentioned them or said, tell me a story, his face would just light up as he would just recall his three kids. And um, I love that about him. And I also treasured just the last days of his life more so. But as I would begin to leave, whenever I had gone to see them at their house or the assisted living facility or left him from a doctor's appointment, I would always <clears throat> tell him that I loved him. And he would always tell me that he loved me. And that was especially true even the last days of his life. Sometimes he couldn't even express the words. No, no, no words would come out, but you could see him mouthing that. And, you know, I think so many times <clears throat> we are taught to be tough and strong and not show others affection and our love. But Johnny's life showed, showed what he cared for the most. And that was, that was his family. And he wasn't ex afraid to express that. And, you know, God is not afraid to express his love for us. Oh, my goodness. There's so many times in the Bible that God tells us of his great love for us, that God shows us of his love for us. And that was evident by him sending his only son to die so that we could live life again. I live life, you know, and have eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's how we have relationship with God. In Jeremiah 31.3, which is one of my favorite scriptures, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And I know God's love for me and just the expressions of his love that I see written in his word. Um, those are just like food for my soul. Those are things that keep me grounded when life is crazy, when life is tough. It's God's love, and God wasn't afraid to express that love. And I always want to be a woman that expresses my love to God and to others around me. You know, Johnny told me, my father-in-law told me a story about how he was born in Center Point, Texas. Center Point 
If you've never been there, don't blink when you're driving from Kerrville to San Antonio because you could miss Centerpoint. It's a small town. And Johnny told me this story about how he was born in Centerpoint and when he was born in 1932, he only weighed three pounds at birth. Can you imagine? I mean, three pound babies are born now and they're in NICUs, um, you know, intensive care units for babies all these devices we have to keep babies alive. But Johnny's mom kept him warm in a shoebox that she put by, the, by their stove in their house. And I, w I just couldn't believe it when he told me this, um, how he, he, he made it. He made it. So he had an incredible strength as a baby. And that strength continued when he endured the physical hardship of Parkinson's disease. And I'm gonna tell you that man remained strong until the moment that he took his last breath. His strength was very evident, even though in stature he was not a very tall man. Um, he was a very strong man and he was strong in spirit. But Johnny got that strength, I feel like, from the Lord and he he knew Jesus, he depended on Jesus, and he got his strength from God. And his Bible, when I would show up at their house, his Bible was always on a stand by his couch. And we would often talk about different scriptures and the things, you know, articles I'd written for the paper or, you know, maybe a scripture that he had talked about. And he also loved to sing gospel songs. He loved to worship. Again, Worship is an expression of our love for God, and he loved singing gospel songs. Um, the last the last few days of his life, we were up there pretty much nonstop for about 10 days, and he could be in distress, physical distress, and sometimes it took a while to get a nurse down there or get, you know, getting medication. And when that would happen, I would sing, Jesus loves me, or amazing grace. And whenever I would start to sing, he would just, you could just see the peace come over his body. And it was precious. Um, his spirit man was so alive, even though his, his mind and his body were failing him, you could just see that peace. And so it showed me how he drew strength from the Lord and how he depended on Jesus. And, oh, I guess, I don't know how many days it was. It seems like it's all blended together. But he would sing when he could, and when he couldn't, he would just mouth the words. And it was so precious, just his love for the Lord. And then the last um, 24, 36 hours, he couldn't mouth words. Um, he wasn't you could tell he, he understood what we were saying because he would try to mumble. But when we would sing, he would just tap his foot under the blanket. And so it was just precious just seeing him express his love for the Lord and drawing strength from God. But what really impressed me the most about Johnny was his gratitude. I don't think I've ever seen a person that was more grateful. Um, every single time I showed up there, he was grateful and he always expressed it. And you know, gratitude opens the door to joy. 
no matter what our circumstances are. And he was always grateful and expressed it. And every time um, that we went to the doctor, thank you so much for taking me to the doctor. Uh, when I took him supplies, you know, he would express his gratitude. And um, every time my husband, you know, when we would, we would go over and see him, he would just thank us and thank us for coming to see him. And a heart of gratitude governed Johnny's life. My goodness, what a great, what a great legacy he left to all of us in expressing his gratitude and having a heart of gratitude that, you know, kept his heart grounded. I've heard the saying, overcoming any problem begins with a grateful heart. And I saw that displayed in my father-in-law's lives, his life. He was always grateful, always thankful, no matter what. And he didn't let his physical hardships define him. He just, he didn't let it. He never would complain um, about anything. He always found something to be grateful for. And, and I know he suffered with the disease he has. Gratitude opens the door to joy and, and to overcoming in our adversity. You know, Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Oh my goodness, that scripture really preaches. Whatever your heart is full of, you're going to be expressing in your life. You're going to be showing others. You're going to be advertising. So what is your life saying? I want you to think about it. What is your life saying? Johnny's heart was full of gratitude. And I think we can all learn and practice and do better at expressing that. I know I'm working on that. Expressing our love, drawing strength from God, and always walking in gratitude are just some of the lessons that I learned from this man. And, you know, my prayer for our family um, as we walk in the next few days, in the next days, weeks, and months, um, having lost someone we love, is that grief would have a good work in our hearts. And I just want to say to you, if you've lost someone you love, I just pray that grief will have a good work in your heart too. Um, you know, I'm comforted by Psalm 147 verse 3, which says, He heals the brokenhearted, and binds up their wounds. You know, the other day I pulled up at the doctor's office to pay one of Johnny's bills. And as I drove up and pulled into the parking lot and pulled into the front of the, um, to where I needed to walk into, I just burst into tears because I just thought, oh my word, I'll never bring him here again. Those days are over. And I just let my heart, I just poured out my heart to the Lord and I just sat there and cried for a few minutes and just said you know Jesus this hurts and heal it and let grief have a good work in my life God is faithful to heal broken hearts I know that just from my losses and I'm gonna partner with him 
in this grief and I'm just praying for our family that um, that grief would have a good work in our hearts. I think it's very interesting and kind of ironic that I've been working on a book um, for three years, um, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. And do you know, it was just released right before my father-in-law passed away. And I just think that's so interesting and just how life works. It's full of joys, but life is also full of sorrow too. And so when you find yourself in a pile of ashes, and maybe you're there right now, maybe not because you've lost somebody, but maybe because you've lost a job or you've lost income or you've had the death of a dream or, or something along those lines, just know and hang on to the fact that God binds up broken hearts and heals our wounds. And so um, I just want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you reflect on what your life is saying. Talk to God about this. Ask God, what is my life preaching? What is my life saying? What do I need to change to reflect who you are, God? I'm, I'm going to God and asking those things because we are living in some powerful and profound days where we have an opportunity to share the gospel and the love of Jesus every time we turn around. And it doesn't matter if you're on the phone or you're, you know, at the gym or you're at a restaurant. Your life is saying something. So what is it saying? I just pray you join me in partnering with God so that we can, we can be more effective in the things that he's called us to and share his love with others. So grateful for you. Thank you for joining me today and let's pray. Father, I just thank you um, for the opportunity, Lord, that I had of spending time with my father-in-law and the things that I learned from his life. I thank you for your great grace and that you heal and bind up broken hearts. And I pray that for each one listening that has an area in their life that's broken. Father, you're such a good, good God. And I ask that you help all of us, Lord, preach who you are with the lives that we lead. God, thank you for your goodness and your kindness. And I just pray rich blessings on each one of my listeners and their homes and families. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, folks, if you haven't ordered a copy of my book that was just released, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, you can get it on Amazon, and you can also get an autographed copy from shop.kathleenmaxwellramby, all one word, dot com. So get you a copy today. Let me hear from you, and I ask God to just richly bless you. Amen.